there, and thanks for listening to ThickCast, brought to you by Molly Jane Coaching. For all of your prep, posing, and lifestyle coaching needs. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and drop us a follow on Instagram at Molly Jane Bikini. Hello and welcome back to ThickCast. I'm your host, Molly Edwards. And today, joining me on the podcast, I have Mel Wilkinson, because that's how you spell your name. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) How are you, Mel? Are you all right? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. You're in the middle of prep, aren't you? Well, not in the middle of prep, like in the middle of shows. Yes, I am in my show run. How's it going? Good, good. Um, I did a show just the weekend gone, and that went well. Um, and I got another one next. It's weird. It's on a Monday. It's not not this Monday coming. The one after. It's really strange. Oh, where's that to? This one's in Portugal, so I'm going to go and do a IFBB Pro Qualifier. Um, but yeah, it's on Monday. I even messaged the promoter, like, is it actually Monday or is that like a typo? But it, it's on a Monday, so yeah, which is new. Yeah, but how does your peak week work then? Because, you know, peak weeks always starts on a Monday. You know, we always say that's peak week. Yeah, so for me, I don't ever actually start peak week on a Monday. I am... Um, I don't really do a full peak week. I just kind of the first two days. So my peak weeks normally start on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, All it means is I'm another day. So it's going to start on like Thursday, Um, which is like, like a blessing and also not great because I have to dig for a little bit longer. (laughs) But then it's a blessing because I have longer. So yeah, swings and roundabouts. When are you flying out then? Saturday morning. So the show's, I'm guessing, Monday afternoon. Um, yeah. yeah, so the flight's like two hours. I was a little bit like, uh, do I go earlier? But I've never experienced water retention from a two-hour flight. So even if I do, I feel like two days is fine. Yeah. Are you? Um, have you competed abroad before? No, this is my first one. I'm super excited, scared. It's a lot of sorting out. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to do like a proper. I feel like when you go to a show abroad, it's like a proper production. Um, yeah. That's kind of like it's in like the biggest casino in Portugal. Like the stage is just sick. Like I just wanted to do something crazy big. So yeah. Is it Portugal I'm thinking of where the stage spins? Yes, but I think that's only for the pro show because it is that that is the location, like that is the venue. But I don't think they do it for the amateur, so I'm not sure. But I'll let you know if it does. Right. <laughs> yeah, that can do it. Just why are you doing this pro qualifier? I'm like spinning stage, really? That's it. Oh. Why not? I mean, hopefully they do. When's the pro show though? Is that the Tuesday? Well, I don't know if there is a pro show um, at this one. See, it's so like, I tell you what, with the UK, I feel like you know kind of what's going on. Um, With this show, it's like you go on the website and it's like, this is the pro qualifier. This is the date. Look at your hair, makeup, tan, and that's it. 
Um, so I don't think there's a pro show then, but I haven't checked like the NPC calendar either. So no idea. Yeah, I guess as well, it's like in England, you see it all and everyone's talking about it. So you kind of, you know what's going on because even if yeah. like you didn't follow like the two bros page, for example, you would still have a rough idea what's going on, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess you kind of, you know, but then obviously maybe you, maybe you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've just kind of, I'm so blasé. Like I've kind of decided on this show pretty last minute. Um, after I did my regional, because I've done a regional for this year and I literally did it early just to do it. Um, and then after that, I was like, oh, well, I want longer. And I've always wanted to do a European show. So mm -hmm. I kind of, after that regional, I'm, like, I'm going to do it. But I haven't really fully looked into it maybe as much as I should have. I feel like I know everything I've got to do. Got my tan booked, got my hotel booked, got my flights booked. <laughs> so this is the thing, right? Hair I'm going to do myself yeah. because um, I had my hair done for one of my first show by my hairdresser and I had it pink curled and oh my God, I slept in it for like six hours and it was like a poodle. It was oh, too did it go um, though through the day? It did, but I had to like straighten it. I had to like really brush it, get loads of oil. Like it was more faff than it was worth. So I'm going to do my own hair. I might even wear it straight because I can't be asked. <laughs> like, yeah. Can't be asked doing it. And makeup, I've said to myself, I'm going to learn to do it myself. I've yeah. got like a masterclass from Georgia um, and I've bought all the stuff, but I haven't actually sat down and tried it yet. So... I'm going to try this weekend. And if it goes terrible, I'm just going to book my makeup. But yeah, because I'm very much like, I've only ever really had my makeup done by Georgia Rose. I've had it done by a couple of other people, but I never really ask for anything. I just say, do whatever. Yeah. And I feel like in Europe, the makeup style might be very different to the UK. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, I think with the makeup, the hardest bit is going to be matching the tan to like your yeah yeah you've got a couple of different ones and you just mix them together no so there's this it's called Maybelline 24 hour um something and it's in the shade caramel so Georgia Rose told me this is the shade I need um so I actually the show I did the weekend just gone in Scotland um they hadn't provided like a makeup team um so I had to like book my own makeup and I just found like a random makeup artist that does like night out makeup I messaged them and I was like look can you do this and they were like yeah um and I took that foundation because mm -hmm. I already had it um and I wore that the weekend just gone and that was fine so I'm just gonna use that that's the hardest part so I've got all of that but it's more I'm not really worried about that it's more like the skills of being able to do you know what it is it's the eyeshadow I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this but I would just go very basic with it yeah because I think a pair of lashes yeah and oh, unless you get your lashes done I so I I can't get my lashes done because I'm allergic to the glue ah. do you know what though okay another option for you so okay. I bought these lashes called Lola's lashes and they're yeah. magnetic. So you, what you do is you use the, it's like a uh, liquid eyeliner. Yeah. You put that on the line. 
and then you just you can wing it if you want you don't have to and then you get the eyelash and then you literally like that i've seen me and they're actually really really good i might have to try this is the thing i've got to sit down and practice and you know what it's like on prep if you've got like an hour to yourself do you want to sit there and do your makeup probably not to be honest yeah, I don't want to have a nap or just chill out. I don't really want to, but I will do it. I will try and just see if I can. I'm I'm thinking, how hard is it really? Just got to be able to put some lashes on. Yeah, so. I did a client of mine's before. She had her lashes done. Yeah. Um, but basically, the show was really busy and the makeup artists were fully booked and she just couldn't get in with anyone. So she was like, can you do it? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I had a few different foundations because my friend uh works in makeup shop so she just gave me a load of testers and was like there you go yeah you'll be fine but what I was stuck with which I didn't realize is the um like concealer and contour because that then needs to be darker and I think like oh my contour's really dark but when you then put it against the dark tan of the foundation I was like oh this is literally like the same color yeah this isn't dark enough so yeah Yeah. not all of that I've got it all but yeah haven't put it all together so I don't know I think it'd be fine I hope so because I've spent a small fortune on makeup products and makeup brushes and for someone who doesn't really wear makeup <laughs> I need to use them I think <laughs> yeah go for it I think you'll be fine yeah I'll be all right. wing it just go, just go like subtle and then you know nothing really can go wrong then can it exactly it'll be fine yeah I mean you're very chill about it now so I am that that's the thing with me I'm very my attitude towards it all is oh it'll be all right everything works out <laughs> no point stressing about it <laughs> who are you going with your partner yeah yeah oh nice because he coaches you as well doesn't he yes he does are you finding that all right you know it works a dream for us don't get me wrong there are times where do you know the worst part of it is actually off season that's what I don't like mm-hmm. um but I think that's more my head than anything else um but in prep it works and I don't think I could be coached by anyone else that like we have um spoken about it before but like I am almost so involved in my prep seeing him daily it really I just you're not going to get that level of care anywhere else Um, even I know you can check in daily with someone they can send you a video but like who's gonna know me as well as Lloyd knows me not many so yeah I just couldn't do it with anyone else don't think probably you know Lloyd anyway (laughs) have you ever had another coach probably no so Lloyd we we've been together five years and um before I started competing he when I first started getting into weight training and stuff he's actually the one that kind of coached me through that as well and when I did like my first fat loss phase etc like he's kind of always looked after my training um so yeah if not I actually don't know what it's like to be coached by anybody else which is why I think it would be even weirder because I'd probably be sending a message like four or five times a day and it'll be something so stupid that you shouldn't really ask a coach I don't know (laughs) I I don't know you get lots of like I think as a coach that you expect a lot of questions as well though like I mean yourself as well like people ask you questions all the time and sometimes you're like oh that's a good question sometimes you're like why have you asked this yeah Yeah. 
yeah so how did you get into competing then so um the year before covid i got really lean i got stage lean the year before covid um to go on holiday and i just did it because i was like looking at looking up to all the bikini girls i kind of it was hattie boydall that was like my first inspo um and i was like looking up to people like that and i was like i want to try and get really really lean um and then i did and i people were telling me that year like why are you not competing um and then we went on holiday and then the next year was covid and there was no holidays so I was there dieting during COVID because we were meant to go on holiday and obviously got cancelled. Um, and I was like, well, why don't I do a show? Because we're not going away and I want to be dieting for something. I don't want to just do it. Um, and then, yeah, well, then I did. I booked it. The first show I thought I was going to do was going to be purely. Um and then someone said to me, they were like, well, you're not just going to do purely, are you? Because you can only be a first timer once. You can only do a PCA first timers once. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll do that then. Because um, I've always been like doing these random diets and taking it as seriously as like a prep, but just haven't got on the end of it onto stage. Um, so, yeah, I did it in COVID and then become obsessed as we all do. <laughs> Your first show then was PCA first timers? Yes, in September 2020. Oh, nice. The first time I met you, I think, was at Fit Expo in 2021. Yeah, so that was my second season. Ah. Yeah. I, I thought you'd been on stage before, but then when you were saying it, I was like, well, maybe she wasn't then. Because yeah, I yeah. Because you got on stage in 2020, but you were one of the one of the few. Yeah. Yeah, one of the COVID babies. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, and you've competed every year since then. Oh no! I had, I had last year off, um, so twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, because I had my boobs done, so I had a year, and I was having a year off season anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. As reluctantly as I wanted to, <laughs> and then um, yeah, now I'm back into it. So I did twenty 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 one off twenty twenty two, and now I'm back twenty twenty three. Do you know what though? I think that off season's done you a while ago. Like looking at your photos yeah. with the two, I'm like, what the fuck, man? I I I didn't realize. So I've been saying this whole time. I'm like, because uh, people keep saying to me that like, you've made so much progress, and you know what it's like. You can't see it, and yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know. And then I because I've got my stage picks back from NFM the weekend. I've put like last time I did NFM and this time, and it's the side shot that I'm like okay my glutes are way bigger and my shoulders are way bigger yeah like like massive massive like improvement um and I think it goes to show like a good off season is definitely like where it should I don't know if I'd ever compete like one year and then straight again the next year yeah so I did it from my first season I think I had like what six months before I was starting prep again which obviously the first sort of two three months you're getting healthy and then really it's only three months and then you're on prep again and don't get me wrong I made some progress but did I make I didn't make as much progress as now um and my stage weight was still kind of the same um there was just minor tweaks and stuff but yeah like I I didn't enjoy having that much time away from stage but like if you can give yourself a year 
it, it just you're just gonna make so many more changes than like six months and I think as women as well like even if you're pushing loads if you're natural like there's only so much muscle you can put on exactly. if you're pushing drugs again there's only so much drugs that you can take realistically as a woman before you start to get some really negative side effects so you're yeah. pretty limited on like how much you can grow anyway in your off season I think so hopefully I mean yeah there is definitely more <laughs> Um, I'm always in my freaking head. I'm like, oh, am I starting to get small? I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I it was definitely worth it as uncomfortable as it was. Um for me, it's one of those where would I do another year off season if I could make that amount of progress again? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So another thing that you mentioned then that we are going to talk about is your boobs, Dan. Yes. So you're, I mean, you're quite open about talking about this and I know not everyone is. I get people that come to me and they're like, oh, I don't know about competing because, you know, it means I'd have to get my boobs done. I'm like, what? Like, you don't have to get them done. I haven't had mine done. I honestly, do you know what it is? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. The moment is I can both do the recovery for it. Yeah, so this is the only thing with me is my recovery was rough. Like, yeah. so rough. Um, and it's not even from like a pain perspective because it was only like pain wise, it's like a couple days and you're all right. For me, it was the inflammation and you've seeing your body almost lose everything you've worked for. It comes back, like don't get me wrong, but you having time off training, um, everything goes soft. Yeah. And, just, and you then look like you've, because obviously when you're more muscular, you're going to look bigger than someone who's got less muscle than you. And then when you're not training that muscle and it goes soft, you just look like you've got more fat on you. Yeah. Um, and my eye just was very watery for months, months and months. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I'm like, my body is just such an inflammation ball. Like, it's so funny because when I do a show, um, we don't know what I actually look like until show day. Like, in terms of a true representation of my physique, day two of peak week, I look like, I just look watery. Why do you say this on your story? Why is that? It's just how my body responds. It's just a stress ball. So, like, I had a tooth out a couple of years ago. And when I say my stomach went, went like a waterbed, like, that's how, like, and I was a week post-show when I had my tooth out. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't fat. <laughs> I wasn't, like, mid-off season. And my stomach was, I blew up. And that was just from having a tooth out. So, like, that's just how my body responds. I know some people have had their boobs done. A couple of weeks later, they're in the gym. They look exactly the same. They don't look like you know watery it's just everybody's different everybody's body yeah. reacts differently um but that's just personally how mine did like reacted um don't get me wrong like I, it's the best thing like I love having boobs now but for three four months after I was in like a hole my body image was just like through the floor were you training then as well or no so I started training, I tried to train legs three weeks later and I started like, like trying to do cardio and that's when my body just started like fighting me. Um, kind of like seven, eight weeks onwards, I was training upper body and lower body like all right. Um, I'd say the 12, meet, 12 week mark onwards, I yeah. was back at normal. Um, but because I tried to come back too soon, I think I almost delayed 
until I got like my body back looking like I trained, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Training, it was kind of like she still just looks like inflamed. Um, even in my face and stuff, it was so weird. So weird. Yeah, it's not nice either, is it? No. But, yeah, you don't need your boobs done to compete. No, 100%. Like, there's so many Olympians that don't have their boobs done. Yeah. Um, like, for me, it has improved my shape. I will say that. Now yeah. I'm looking, what, now I've put photos side by side. Um, it has improved it. But do, did I get it done because I wanted to do better at competing? No. Um, yeah. I always wanted my boobs done even before I started competing. So, and it was more for my off season. Like when I'm in my off season, I feel like when you gain weight everywhere and then there's still nothing coming on your boobs, I think it looks a bit odd um for me on my body yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah like now I just think I look more in proportion yeah and I've I've heard that before someone said oh yeah this person looks better because they've got their boobs done and it just they do look a bit more in proportion but again it is it's very it's very very person dependent I don't I lose like all my boob in in prep like it just goes it's like by but I wouldn't say that it rose my physique off at all no I mean I just, you just pad out a bit don't you Get a bit oh yeah the padding in the bikinis is wonderful it was great there's yeah. loads of it I mean the only thing with me is I never like I lost everything in prep but I never really had any boobs so like yeah. my boobs in prep would look like pecs and I'd say that's when it started to take like it was taking away from my physique because even yeah. with padding there wasn't even enough skin there to give me like a cleavage to make it look appear like I had some boobs mm. um it's really weird but like I see plenty of girls like yes they lose their boobs but there's enough like skin there to almost like yeah like I've uh, make it work my mate says it to me tea bags she said it's like your boobs <laughs> and your tea bags them all to the side it's fine it's yeah, so like because like, obviously like when you've got clients and stuff and you're like right put your bikini on and they're like what do I do with my boobs I'm like scoop under stick them on yeah. top yeah hold them in push them together yeah the blue on there <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and it, it, it's it's all fine so yeah the answer is no you didn't get them done for competing reasons just because Mel wanted some boobs yeah pretty much yeah Awesome. But yeah, I thought we'd cover that because people I know often have questions about that. I just, I lived bikini girl life before. So getting on stage, like even if I was to give up competing tomorrow, I would still probably diet every year and get just as lean, maybe not stage, stage lean. um, But I would still do it because I love the process. Like I just, I love it. Like it's just part of me I am that girl you ask anyone around in my gym they're like oh you know Mal like she loves to diet loves it you always you love a diet hack yeah (laughs) I've never known anyone like honestly I am like the laziest person ever like even on prep when I'm like food is boring I'm like I'm still pretty lazy I mean in lockdown I got a little bit more inventive because I had a lot of time to kill but apart from that I mean when I say I got inventive are you ready for this diet hack, Mal? Because you might not have heard of this one. So it's to get yogurt and then a protein powder and mix it together. Yeah. And then I'd pour it in like a tray thing. Yeah. 
Not on tinfoil, because the tinfoil comes off and it's really annoying. A silicon tray is best for this. Some blueberries, sprinkle them on. Yeah. Then some 10 calorie, uh, then I'd freeze it. Okay. And then I'd get my 10 calorie jelly, but one that I'd make myself, not one that I'd buy from the shop. Yeah. Make that up into the liquid, pour that over the top, and then freeze again to create Haribo. So I tried to freeze some jelly not that long ago and it just didn't work for me. But I didn't do, I got one of the, the jars of jelly, not jars, but little tubs. So I didn't make my own jelly. Is that what it is? Have you got to make your own? Or did I just not do it right? Well, I don't know if there's really that much science behind freezing jelly, to be honest, Mel. No, I feel like, because I'm eating sugar-free jelly on the daily. <laughs> so if I can make it different, I will. <laughs> uh well i don't know i don't remember if it, i don't think it froze froze okay yeah because mine kind of the outside froze but then you chew in didn't taste like haribo to me no but maybe i need to try again yeah i think because as well i'd put protein like protein yogurt on the bottom that then made it like squash frogs uh, okay okay that's i've heard of the fr- freezing the yogurt and the protein and making it like bark, but I haven't heard of someone putting jelly on top. So that is new. There you go. You put a new one there to add to Mel's little hat. Yes. Pack me in it. I'm I'm taking 50% of the profits made on this. <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it. Thanks. But you do, you do all the time. You're like, this is my Starbucks order. And what makes me laugh is it's the longest fucking order I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do you want to know something funny, right? In my town, every single coffee shop, apart from Cafe Nero, because I do not like Cafe Nero coffee. I don't know what it is, just don't like it. Um, But every barista knows my order. So I don't know whether that's something I should be ashamed of or um, happy about because it just, wow, number one shows you how much coffee I drink. (laughs) And number two, how weird the order is that it's unforgettable. (laughs) Do you want to share with us all your order? So I've got, how many have I got? Three? I've got an iced one, maybe because we're going into summer. Let's share the iced one. one, So the iced one is Starbucks. There's two iced ones, actually. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So let's go with Starbucks. The Starbucks iced one is a venti iced Americano with sugar-free caramel syrup, because you've always got to have sugar-free caramel, um, and extra ice blended with a dash of coconut milk. It's got to be blended all together. So that's probably the most complex order um that you'll get some looks extra ice as well so the reason you do extra ice is once it's blended all together it goes almost like a slushy vibe and they have to serve it you in a large cup so you ask for a a venti as a medium i think or is it a large i don't know medium or large i don't know but they have it gives you so much more volume so you end up with a massive drink that tastes like almost like a frappe consistency yeah, I love a frappe. Have you got a, a frappe hack for me? Right, well, that what's an actual frappe? Yeah, probably not, because it's basically a milkshake, isn't it? I yeah. didn't even have a coffee in it. 
Yeah, no, I haven't got a frappe one. I mean, the only thing I could say is maybe ask for like an iced latte. No, I don't have the coffee in it. Oh, you don't have the coffee? Oh, okay. No. Oh, I don't know then. Coffee free. So I would order a, a frappe, but with no coffee and oat milk, but normal cream. The oat milk's not very diet friendly because that's the highest calorie milk, apart from whole milk. Um, the only thing, yeah, I mean, you could try that and just do skimmed milk and extra ice blended. But I don't know how many calories are in that chocolate. Yeah, well, it depends which one you go for, doesn't it? Yeah. So many on the menu. Take in some options <laughs> and give them, give them a sachet of options. <laughs> then it will be low calorie, but it's probably like proper chocolate. Yeah, I don't know. I I go for a caramel one sometimes. I like it in the summer. Yeah. It's a blue raspberry one at the moment. It's called like a blue raspberry cloud. I see this everywhere and it, it freaks me out. I'm not going to lie. A blue drink, I'm not sure about that. The thing is, like, so pre-workouts, they love to make your staple flavour. If you're bringing out a pre-workout, right, Molly and Mel's pre-workout, yeah. right, we're bringing it out. They always bring out a blue raspberry. Yeah. Firstly, what the fuck is blue raspberry? Well, it's not a thing, is it? How can I... Why is it blue? Why is it not like blueberry? Yeah, it can be either blueberry or raspberry. And it doesn't taste like raspberry. I can't tell you what blue raspberry tastes like, but it's not raspberry. Right. It tastes like sweets. Yeah. Like so, maybe millions? Yeah, maybe the blue millions. No, they're bubblegum, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. I like uh, red flavour uh, pre-workout. So it has to be red or like a sweet flavour. Red flavour? Yeah, so like strawberry or like cherry or watermelon. Like, yeah, I like red fruit. Red fruit. Watermelon. I, see, I'm like that with squash. So if I go around to like someone's house and they're like, oh, do you want some squash? So yeah. I don't like orange. I don't mind peach. But like, or lemon, I'm like, oh no. So I just ask for a pink squash. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, because if it's like cherries and berries, that's top tier. Yeah. But like Ribena, I'm all game for that. And apple and raspberry, happy with that. They're all pink or a shade of pink. So if you're going for a pink squash, you're pretty safe. If you're going for an orange colour, I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't like orange squash. Although squash... Have you had the apple and pear flavour from Tesco? No. So this is like a light green. It's almost like a creamy looking green. I kid you not, it is the nicest squash I've ever had in my life. And I'm a pink squash gal. So mm. apple and pear, incredible. Maybe I'll go for that. Maybe I'll give that a little try. But I'm. But if you were to go around someone's house and be like, I'll have a green squash, that's risky. You yeah, could come out with lime. I think. That sounds diseased, to be honest. It sounds like toxic. <laughs> Imagine the looks you'd get as well. Like, what's it? What is what? that? <laughs> no, woman. <laughs> right, so Mel likes a toxic squash. Um, I feel so unprepared for this interview because I've lost my bloody questions. I'm trying to remember everything that was written on there. Um, yeah, 
you love a diet hack so do you yeah. coach as well do you coach competitors or are you just lifestyle I have a mixture so I have a few competitors but I am mainly lifestyle yeah that's why you're all about your hacks is it yeah yeah I've always been a diet hacker when you're saying about lockdown um getting creative I made a cookbook in lockdown so yeah that was what I was doing I, I just don't you know the um the cheesecakes the Weetabix cheesecakes everyone was on honestly like so many of my clients were like you need to try it it's really nice can I have it on plan I was like you can have it on your plans yeah, yeah. they're like why haven't you tried it I'm like I'm too fucking lazy like, yeah, but it takes seconds. Nah, nah, that takes more than seconds. It it takes you just as long as it would to make protein oats. Just yeah, does it? Yeah. Because if you think about it, right, you are getting your oats and you're cooking them, and then you're putting in the scoop of protein and mixing it together. The wheat abix, you're mushing it put in a bit of water, a bit of sweetener if you want more. And then all you've got to do is mix the protein powder with the yogurt and shove it on top and you could have it straight away. You don't have to put it in the fridge. If you want it a bit harder, then you could, but you don't have to. Mm, I I don't know. I find, to be honest, just mixing protein powder and oats too stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because protein, like, so you do oats in the microwave, right? Yeah. Then you get your protein powder and you put your scoop on. And then you have to mix it in, keeping the powder inside the bowl. Not another way for you. To come out. No, no, no. So this is what you need to do, right? Okay. Do protein, do your oats in the microwave like normal. Yeah. Um, but don't add in the, you know how like you normally put like a little bit more water so there's enough to put the scoop of protein in. Don't do that. Make your oats like you would normally make them. Yeah. And then in another bowl, put your protein yeah, this powder. This is too much washing up already, Mel. It's gonna they're elite. I've actually made a reel ready to go on how to make protein oats. This is how funny it is. But you make it into a paste and then you mix it in the oats and it's smooth. There's no clumps of protein. It's literally like dessert. Uh, I might give it a go, but to me that sounds like too much washing up. I mean it is an extra bowl, yeah, but depends if you want like elite oats you know what? when we move if we have a dishwasher i'll try it yeah do it but while it. i'm the dishwasher yeah yeah i feel I, I can't do that i'm like if there's a dirty plate on the side that's only had toast on it like i'm all up for using that again yeah <laughs> <laughs> people must be listening to this like she's such a slob <laughs> it's only toast it's fine Joe ate something yesterday and then I used the same plate. Don't know what he ate. No clue, to be honest. Oh, wow. I think it was a wrap, but that's fine. Well, a wrap's like basically putting a cloth on the plate anyway. Oh, exactly. You know, there's a bit of sauce there, but I was like, it's all right. We're going to chuck more sauce in it anyway. Um, cool. So, what's your goals this year? Like, what are we aiming for? Oh, um, well, I've got a few really because it really depends. Like I've I've got my first pro win in NFM GBO. So I'm happy with that. That's one ticked yeah. off. I wanted the overall, I wanted the ticket to America. Yeah. But physique girl won, and I'm not being funny, she's put way more into it than I have, probably. 
to get that size. So um, that's fair enough. It is what yeah. it is when it comes to being in an overall. Um, I would love, I would absolutely love an IFBB Pro card, but I don't even know if I'm ready for one. Like, I don't know. I haven't been on an IFBB Pro qualifier stage, so I yeah. don't know what to stack up. That is my ultimate goal, kind of long term. Yeah. Um, however, I'm not one of these where I am literally doing like only thinking about the IFBB Pro card, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I'm pretty much I love to compete. I love to federation hop. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like I want to do well in the pro qualifier. If I could get top five, top three, that would be incredible. Um and then following on from that, it's kind of like, okay, do I go? I feel like I've got unfinished unfinished business with PCA. So I feel like I want to win a PCA class. I would really like a sword. So far with PCA. Hey. What, you, what have you done so far with PCA? Just the first timers? So I did first timers and I came third. Yeah. Uh, and then I did finals the next time I competed. But finals was in the year that I did all those shows and I did too many shows. And PCA finals was my last show. So it was my worst look. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, feel, I got like, I didn't get a placing. I think I got first call outs, but I didn't place. Um, so I feel like there's unfinished business there. So I feel like I need to go and kind of show them my new improved physique. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it largely depends on how Portugal goes as to what the rest of my goals are. Yeah. Like, I, want board, I want another win but I want to enjoy it as well it's hard yeah and I think actually that's really nice that you're not putting the pressure on you and like you said like you do have people and they're just like right I, I want to go pro so I'm only going to compete with two bros and I'm only going to do pro qualifiers yeah. and yeah. effectively you spend more money than you do a month on coffee yeah <laughs> chasing around the world for a pro card um and yeah then it's like are you missing out on other opportunities and other things that you might really, really enjoy? Exactly. Um, it's like, I want the pro physique and I will always want that pro physique. Um, yeah. So I, I don't want to just like only focus on getting the pro card, which don't get me wrong. Like I am trying, but I'm not like, it's so fun to compete with other federations as well. Yeah. Like there is, so there is loads of opportunities with other federations as well as the IFBB. And like, I feel like what if you get your pro, if you only focus on getting your focus on getting your pro card, if you haven't played around in the other federations, you never get to experience being like a really, well, even a really high level amateur. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame because it is fun. Exactly. And I think as well, there's a lot of fun to be had in other federations. Yeah. Like, sure. I had more fun at like for X and NFM than I did at Two Bros. So oh, yeah. I would rather do them again and have fun with it. And yeah. like, I had this conversation this morning actually with a friend of mine. She was like, I think when I compete next year, I'm going to do NFM. And I'm like, yes, please do. Because you've only yeah. ever done like Two Bros and UK GFBA. And like, I feel like if you're missing like the fun, NFM is such a good federation to compete with. They like, and FitX is the same to be fair. They just really, you can just tell they're there to make the athletes have a good time. Yeah. And everything is run smoothly. Like it's just so much fun. And like, that's the only, I think this sometimes I'm like, 
oh, I really want to be an IFBB pro, but then one, if that happens, I can't do the fun shows anymore. It's all like yeah. serious. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, do I want to like be a pro or do I just want to still have fun? Yeah, yeah. I guess at a pro level, you'd still have fun, wouldn't you? Oh, cool. yeah. stage. But I think it would be different because I think, I don't know, are people going to be a lot more kind of competitive? Is it going to be a lot more? I don't know. Like when I did an event, we were all dancing backstage. Yeah. Are you going to have that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. A lot more serious. I mean, that's how literally, I mean, some of the pros, that's literally how they make their money is by yeah. winning pro shows. I think you have to think as well, what do you want the pro card for? For me, it would be like such a great, it is like a goal and it is, but it's like an achievement. For me, I don't think the pro card is going to bring me in money. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they kind of set their heart on the pro card thinking that it's going to sort the rest of their life out. Where in reality, well, not really, not unless you're like an Olympian and you're getting paid by sponsorships monthly. All it is, is a title. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah. Olympians really like they're still working they've still got other jobs it's not like being yeah. a footballer where you can just be like you just you're just a footballer and you earn fucking loads yeah like, especially as a female like I feel like the females earn way less oh massively bodybuilders which was a male dom- it was a male dominated sport wasn't it so makes sense yeah. I think in some aspects it still is I think yeah. coaching side definitely is yeah which is a bit of a shame but like when you think of all the top coaches they're all pretty much male yeah yeah pretty much and even like the majority of the judges on the panel are pretty much male which I always find so funny because I'm like you've got these old and they they're generally old ex-bodybuilder guys judging these young bikini girls with like the least amount of muscle out of all the other categories yeah 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 like what are they thinking when they're looking at us like really price knows I've heard all sorts like um a friend of mine was asked to judge for like a federation and it was a quite small federation they you know when they just ask like brand owners gym owners like you've done bodybuilding come and judge and he was like I don't understand bikini like I don't I don't know what the criteria is and they literally told him I'll just pick the one you'd most like to fuck and he was like all right god yeah. yeah that's mad doesn't necessarily clear up the judging though what if you want to sleep with all of them well yeah that's true we all look freaking great on show day you see us the day before we look like a bag of crap hope <laughs> <laughs> that's what you had to do can i see you all the day before show day? <laughs> we're like yesterday before you put your makeup on in the tan <laughs> i was just trying to pick my winner right right <laughs> That's how it is. And like, that's how some, obviously, some federations have run. And it is a bit like. It like, is hard, though. I think bikini, the look of bikini varies on so many people, dependent on you. Like, my look compared to someone who's 5'9 is totally different. Yeah. Like, although we, we could have exactly the same structure, amount of muscle relative to our height, still going to look totally different. So, like, bikini is really hard. If anything, it's probably one of the hardest one to judge, I think, personally. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, like, I find it the hardest to judge. I feel like 
actually no, it's a lie. I find men's physique the hardest to judge. Really? Yeah, because they're wearing shorts. Yeah, because you need to like, this is what's hard. Bikini, you can see the whole physique, right? So yeah. like balance, top to bottom, left to right. Proportions yeah. is also in proportion with each other, blah, blah, blah. That's easy, right? You've got men's physique. You've got to judge balance of top to bottom, but they're wearing shorts. So you can't really see their legs. So you need to be able to see some leg development there. But legs aren't out. But you can't at the same time. And I'm just like, oh, I hate this. I just men's physique is like, men's open is the easiest one to judge. Oh hey, really? That's I think well, I don't know. It depends on the person, doesn't it? Yeah. I find it the easiest because they they need to be like fucking shredded. They need to be like big, obviously. And then like you can see all the proportions and stuff because you can see them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think bikini, you've got so many other things in it as well. Yeah. Like it's it's that kind of like shape. And as well with men's physique as well, it's that shape that like they still need to have that really tight waist. Like yeah. if you chuck a men's bodybuilder, an open bodybuilder in shorts, it doesn't make them a men's physique character. That's a bodybuilder right. wearing shorts. So I think that's when those two classes, I think, are harder. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With that. And I guess figures, I think figures easier as well, to be fair. But yeah, bikini, it's it's still wanting that really tight waist and it's still wanting conditioning, but not like overly conditioned. And Yeah, it's that fine line with condition with bikini because it's like that again can be genetically, like where you store it. Like mm-hmm. some people might get striated, might not, like it could be their back is super, super lean, but then their glutes and their hamstrings aren't. And yeah. it's like they have to get super, like for me personally, my upper body gets so lean and my lower body, I've got to like dig for, yeah. it seems like forever. Um, but like, I've got like veins and everything in my arms, which could end up looking striated compared to my lower body that's not as lean. So it's, it, again, like that's so genetic. What can you do? What can you do? And it is, and then it's like, like you said, veins and stuff. You don't want to be like overly vascular for bikini, but like yeah. also, I mean, what do you what do you do with your veins? Like, yeah, like I'm looking at some of my stage pictures. I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of veins on those arms. Maybe I shouldn't have pumped up as hard as I did. And then I'm like, but I needed to. How do you do it without getting your veins involved? I don't know. I don't know. I think what you said is just, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. It is like you said, it's genetic. Some people are very. I'm not a too bad a veiny person, to be honest. Like, I get a little veiny forearm, and I get one in my head around here. That's always attractive. I get one there. <laughs> a little forehead vein. Yeah. But apart from that, I'm not too veiny. Whereas my sister has a vein that runs down her shoulder, and it's, like, the biggest, thickest vein you've ever seen. Yeah. It's just there. You can't get rid of that vein. I have one shoulder that's way veinier than the other. And I don't understand why the other one isn't. Um, but hey-ho. I haven't had any feedback saying that my arms are too veiny. So I think we're okay. Yeah. Just so What have you done so far? You've done, obviously, your first two brochure. How did that one go? So I came, like, fourth in novice. Yeah. And I got second in my open class, but there was only two of us. So 
I got second, but I also got last. <laughs> That's how I say it. Um, it was super quiet, but to be honest, like I wasn't happy with my physique there at all, uh, mainly for the fact we didn't have time to pump up and I wasn't ready. I was going into that show to tick a box. Yeah. So, like, I went in knowing that it was just because I needed to do that regional to be able to do anything else. Um, and originally I thought in my head, oh, I might do the first pro qualifier in the UK. But then after that regional, I was like, no, I want more time. Yeah. I decided against it. Um, but yeah, I just did that to do it. Would I go into a show again um, not being ready? Probably not because it's horrible. It's horrible because you just can tell, like, my confidence wasn't there. Like, I just wasn't happy. Although, like, I looked more than happy. Um, I was just not sure of myself. And, like, you could tell in my posing. Whereas when I got on stage last weekend with NFM, I was, like, on on it. Like, in terms of my yeah. confidence knew that I was where I needed to be so just everything makes a difference so like yes it was a tick in the box but I don't even really class it as a show that I did if that makes did sense you, like plan it to do it not ready yes and no like it was kind of like I was always not gonna be 100% yeah but I haven't got on stage at not 100% other than when I was kind of over dieted in my last season mm. um, towards the end. So like I thought it would, we always kind of planned for that show, but I did, we were never going to be 100% because if you're 100% at your first show, which is in reality, a regional is not important. Like, yes, you can win and yes, you can win an overall, but it's not important in terms of, if you've got other goals down the season. Yeah, I guess it depends on your goals. If your goal is just to do a regional, if it's your first season or something, then coming 100%. But yeah, I know what you mean. And like, it's a conversation I've had before that like, I was like, we're finding a regional to go do a pro qualifier. I will literally go in and like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But then I don't know if I'd have got there. Because I honestly, I only to do one eight weeks out. I was like, yeah, I'll do eight weeks out. So I'd have still been carrying quite a lot. And my coach was like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. It's different when you get there because I kind of had that same mindset. It's like, it'll be fine. Like, it's just a tick in the box. But then I put so much pressure because the thing is, right, you talk to people when you get off stage. And the hardest part for me is there would have been people looking at me thinking that I thought I brought my best when I know that that isn't my best. And I think if you've never competed before and you're going to do that regional as like your first one, just as a tick in the box show, so you can like plan, because you've got to be proactive with your season. Like you can't be like 100% where you've got to be if like your first show and your last show are like eight weeks apart, because then you're just not going to look any good for the more important shows. But yeah. if you've never done it before, going in and like not knowing what your body has looked like yeah it's probably fine like you don't care about it but it's still it's hard because you talk to people and they're like looking at you like oh yeah but like I had people say to me I've seen you leaner than this and I'm like yeah I know because I'm not supposed to be at this show this isn't my 100% show like please don't put this picture or this view of me as like what you think I can bring because I know I can bring better but that's yeah. just because I've done it before yeah yeah, I'd say, like, if you want to do a regional because you want to do a regional, you want to do a show, like, go for it. But if you're planning on a pro qualifier, do not just go into a regional, you're absolute 100%, because then, like, where do you go from there? Yeah. You, you could improve, but what if you 
what if you miss your peak at a regional? Yeah. It's like not good. Yeah. I guess there's all all sorts of kind of it's gonna be so personal dependent because you see people all the time and like the person that I mean you'll see like uh the overall winner of the regional a few weeks before you're like, oh they're probably gonna win their pro card and then they don't. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's a surprise. And then the girl that's won it came like fifth. And the one before, and you're like, oh, okay. But it's like you said, it's just because they weren't actually like getting ready for that show. They were doing something else. Um, But yeah, I guess it's got to be massively to do with your mindset, I guess, and whether you're, how you'll deal with it. And, and like you said, it's, it's, it's kind of like the pressure from other people as well and being like, oh, well, I've seen you better than this. Like, I'm sure you can bring better than this. Like, yeah, I freaking know. Yeah, don't freaking tell me that. I know that. <laughs> um, but it is, do you find that gets you quite a lot, like sort of pressures from other people on social media and things? Yeah, so I'd say this prep especially, I have felt like so much pressure. Um, and it's stupid because I shouldn't, like I shouldn't care. But even just like, like, I love my clients. They are amazing. They're my little cheerleaders. I love them so much. But when I've had people like my clients, like, oh, I want to come and see you. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'd love for you to see me. But then like, if the outcome doesn't go the way that you want it to, or I want it to, I feel like there's a, I'm letting people down. Does that make sense? When it comes to people coming to watch me, I'm very much like, I'm a little bit reluctant and hesitant because I'm like, what if you come and see and like it's just I come last and then it's like I don't know and not that anybody would really care because even if people came to watch me and I came last and they I'd still be a winner in their eyes and all that lot but yeah I don't know I've had a lot of like I think because the more you compete uh the more seasons you do and obviously it brings more eyes to you and like people are more they're more interested and they're more invested and especially when right. I've had like, a long off season I feel like people are wanting to see the improvements and all that lot yeah they're kind of expecting more yeah like I feel this is something that I'm like a little bit worried about going back to it is that like I'm like right next year I'm gonna go back I'd have had like over two years off and people are gonna be like oh she's gonna make loads of improvements and I'm like I won't have made any improvements when I go back to well hopefully a little bit but like so, you will you will yeah, but I've not been training properly. Like well rested. <laughs> I'm just I'm very well rested. I sleep all the time, mate. But like because I've actually like, yeah, I've been off for like two years, or well, I've been off for like two and a half years, but I haven't been training consistently over that time. I've like I have trained, I'm gonna have to move because my mat's falling apart. Um but not yeah, just not like consistently enough to make like like you've obviously made like massive amounts of progress, but I know that I won't have made that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so again, it's that like expectation. I'm like, I know that I'm not going to meet that expectation. And I think we probably put more pressure on ourselves than needs to be. Like I know it's so silly because it's like nobody's going to care. And I think it's probably almost, it's, it's kind of like you're putting the pressure on yourself for no reason. And I have, I've done it this time, this season, I've just overthought everything. Even to the case of like the fact of like what connectors I'm putting on my bikini, I'm overthinking it. And I'm like, why? Shoes, everything, jewelry. Why am I overthinking this crap? Like, doesn't matter. Um, but even just like telling people when my show is, 
it's very much like, well, I might change my mind. So I don't, I don't want that pressure. Like, not really decided any of your shows, have you? No, not really. Like, I've got, like, a ballpark of some shows that I might do, but... I have only read like the two bros show, the regional. I registered for that two weeks before it. Yeah. NFL was the only one I'd registered like way before. Um, but like this Portugal show, I registered for two weeks ago. So like I'm doing, I haven't registered for any other shows because I'm like, I need to do a show and see how I feel. Because my biggest thing my last season was I, I registered for six shows and I, Thomas out I'm doing these six shows and that's it and even though after the fourth show I was like I'm a bit done you know I yeah. still I told people I'd registered I'd booked everything about like I had to do it so like this time when people are like when you competing I'm like well I'm telling you the next show that I'm doing and I don't know what I'm doing after that yeah and that's yeah. I'm so much more relaxed about it that way because then if I change my mind, it doesn't matter because nobody knows. I'm not there like oh X weeks out blah blah blah, which is what I did last time. I used to do like a physique update every week the last prep, and I'm like I don't want that pressure anymore because might change my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think it's doing what's kind of best for you and doing it in a way that like works for you. Like I know Jazz obviously doesn't tell anyone what she's doing, does she? No, no. I've got a client that's the same. She literally didn't tell anyone until like the actual day of her show. She didn't even tell her partner where her show was. Oh my God, that's so funny. He was, I was like, does he know, he knows you're competing? Cause he messaged me and she was like, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't know where. I don't want him turning up. I was like, oh, okay then. That's funny. So it was, just, it was just me that knew, which was good because obviously it'd be a bit concerning if I didn't know where she was competing. <laughs> for different people like I don't think I could be um a secret squirrel don't think I could do that I can't Um, but at the same time I think it is nice sometimes to only have maybe a few people that know what you're doing and are people happy to be like oh I'm probably going to change my mind I don't know I might change my I might not it's just it takes a little bit of pressure off yeah and only really the people that like need to know like obviously your coach and your partner are the same person so that's one person sorted and then like who else needs to know apart from that really the bikini maker that's about it yeah <laughs> we can have your bikini made a little bit earlier they need to know what show if it's that weekend it's about five shows on every weekend Mel yeah that is true especially now we're coming into season I know what tips you got with your bikini then what, you with, are you with Georgia Rose? I'm a Georgia Rose athlete. Nice. What tips have you got with picking your own, like picking your bikini? Um, don't overthink it. So a lot of people are there looking at pros or what other people are wearing to what colour they should wear. Um, and then you've also got the other end where people are like, oh, I want to wear something different so I stand out. No, pick something that suits your skin tone. Pick yeah. something that feel good in like pick a color that you love and I would like I wouldn't aim for wearing a color that you think you should wear like my first season I picked pink because I bloody love pink and I loved it I thought it was amazing and then the second season I actually spoke to Georgia and I was like what color do you like on me because she's like if you're I always say this to clients I'm like if you're unsure what sort of color you would like to wear have a virtual con- consultation or whatever and ask them what they think. Or if in doubt, go royal colours, blues, reds, easy. But it's just, 
yeah, royal, like a royal blue or a royal red. I've never heard of that. <laughs> you not? Why? <laughs> like solid colours. Is that just blue and red? I think so. That's the colours I think of when I think of royal. Yeah, well, um, I'd go red because I think like a throne seat or a red carpet. Yeah, I don't know. I think like, yeah, people just really overthink it and like just wear something you're going to feel good in. Because at the end of the day, if you feel good in a colour, it's going to show. Yeah. You're going to feel confident. You're going to like what you're looking like. And in terms of like trying to be different to stand out, you don't want your bikini to be the reason you stand out. Yeah. You want your bikini to be the reason you stand out. So just because there's like 10 girls and eight of them are wearing blue doesn't mean that you need to go and pick green, even though you'd never wear green and you'd rather wear blue. Yeah. You know I mean? Absolutely. And like you said, it's uh, to be honest, like bikinis and stuff aren't judged. And it's like, it's what you feel comfortable in. But also like, I've seen people wear bikinis and I'm like, oh dear. And it just, it looks awful. Yeah. Very rarely. As well. Pardon? It needs to fit you. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I have seen wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah. And it's, you know, because the thing is, like, yes, these bikinis are expensive, but it's because they're made to measure. And obviously the designs and the crystals are all, like, what you want. But they're made to measure, and that's for a reason, so it doesn't fall down. It doesn't nothing pops out the sides or down below or anything it's all just covered nicely where we want it to be and that's so important because yeah there can be wardrobe malfunctions otherwise yeah and if you can't afford to get your own bikini made for you the rentals are great like Georgia Rose does rentals and it's like 130 quid for the week and that's like less than half the price of a bikini. Way less than half, actually, if you're thinking, really. Most of them are like 400, 450 quid. Yeah, upwards really now, aren't they? Yeah, and a lot of bikini girls are the same size. Yeah, or roughly. Have you got fake boobs or not? Yeah, and also, like, Georgia, if you tell her, like, what size you are, she'll be able to say, like, this will fit, this will fit, that won't fit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, top halves, like, you know we're going to be very different sizes, top halves. So Georgia will say, like, oh, that fits Mel, but it's not going to fit you. I'll be like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then, you know, it's okay. It's easy. It is, that's the only thing. I'd say if you're unsure what you're doing with your bikini, talk to the bikini maker. Just yeah. whoever you're going with. Like, I know Georgia does consultations and she's so fab. Like, she knows, she knows what she's doing. She's very honest. I had a consultation with her and she was like, mm, I don't know about that. And I was like, okay. We won't do that then. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is good because she is so honest. And what about connectors and stuff? So this is something that I've been like playing with this season. Um, so I have like really strong obliques. Um, don't know why because I don't train them. But I, when I wear a thicker connector, if I wear them up higher, it almost like rolls my skin where my oblique is. So yeah. me personally, I'm now going for single rows and double rows because they're slightly smaller. Um, I'd say if you're a shorter girl with less of a torso, don't go too thick a connector. That would be yeah. my advice based on my physique because I'm a five foot one gal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think agree with you. 
But if you are taller, potentially you can get away with it. Um, but I think if in doubt, just go freaking simple. Like, yeah. They're sparkly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be the twisty one. If you like a twisty one, go for it. Um, but again, just don't really overthink it. Like on on my one bikini that I've got, it's got a lot of like AB crystals in the actual suit. So we went for AB crystals on the connectors. But the other one is just silver. It just depends on what your bikini is like. But that would be the only thing. Just go smaller if you're shorter. If you're tall, you can go with whatever you want. You maybe wouldn't go as thin strapped if you're tall. So it might elongate yeah, you. I think, yeah, I would say the same. I'd say like smaller people, I'd go with like a one row, maybe a two row. Yeah. And then if you're taller, a bit bigger. And then I think the thickness, if you're like wellness or something, you can get away with a bit of thicker connector. Yeah. It looks nice. But I think if you're quite a small person, it gets, it like drowns you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You don't have connectors either, do you? No, you don't have to. I've never worn a suit without connectors. Um, so I don't actually know what it looks like on me. I didn't last time. I can't remember. You don't see it very often these time these days, do you? You don't really see. Uh, it, do you know what the fashions of it have changed a lot? Because, yeah, when I first competed, everyone wore the like the bombshell cut. They're like almost like a bra cut. Yeah. Whereas now, like no one really wears that. Everyone's in the more like triangular cup shapes so i guess it's it's different fashions isn't it yeah yeah that's true but i didn't think i'd go for a bombshell cut ever again i just i've got a mixture i think i've got i don't really know what my cup size is to be fair what my cup shape is i don't really know around like bra maybe the one i wore to two bros was the one i wore the weekend just gone was like triangle and i liked that yeah, I think I prefer a triangle than a, a bra-shaped one. Yeah. I guess it's, it's just person-pendent, isn't it? Um, yeah. Again, even though with the fashions, like you can still wear what works best for you and what you feel also most supported in. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. You don't want to feel like the girls are going to fall out. No, you don't want the girls fall out. <laughs> that's not ideal. Um, and just check yourself before you go on stage. Yeah. Any top tips for anyone that is entering a prep now, seeing as you're kind of right in the midst of it? Make sure you've had a solid off-season. Make sure you're ready to diet because we see it way too often where people are like, wow, there's a few things. Make sure your relationship with food is good because if it's not, it's going to be in the gutter after prep. And that's not good. Make sure you're doing, like, make sure you have a strong why you want to compete because it's not freaking easy. And you've, I always say, I'm like, yeah, I think you have to be a little bit deranged to prep. Yeah. A little bit because you got to be obsessed with it so much that you'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Make sure everything around you is intact, like, personal life work life financially um because prep does take a lot of energy from you and if you're not 100% okay um it's not going to be it's not going to make things better basically yeah relationship with your body that's got to be pretty good um and yeah I'd say main things are make sure you're okay make sure you're ready to prep 
make sure you are aware of what it takes um, and be financially stable because prepping, competing is expensive as hell. Oh, I know. Even if you do it cheap, like even with me, I've got sponsors for the bikini and the shoes and the jewelry with Compaq and it's still expensive. So like it is, and it's, you're not really getting, like you're not winning money from any of these shows. So it's not like you're going to win the money back. So you got to be like, okay with that. And yes, you can cut corners on some things and save money, but even with saving as much money as you can, it's still expensive. So yeah, like, even if you don't get your hair done, like that will save you like 60, 70 quid maybe. But that's like nothing in the long run. When you think like you still have had to have paid for your hotel, you still have had to pay for your um, travel to wherever it is you're going your show fees. Tan, your fees. Even if you tan. Tan. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can do your own tan. Is it more- it's things though. It's like being a girl, we have so many appointments. Your hair, like whether you have it coloured, your eyebrows, your nails, waxing if you get waxed, like all of that stuff costs money outside of the show. Yeah. You've got to think of that as well. I need to do, wow, I need to see my eyebrow. I did one yesterday and then I got distracted with something else. Oh. <laughs> so now I'm terrible at anything like that. I just get them done, can't do it. Do you? Yeah. You had them done once and I was just like, thanks. And then I've just always just like plucked them since. Like she did the shape and then that's that's fine. I'll just pluck when they start to grow back, I just pluck them out. But yeah, yeah. I've just, I've just yeah. done the one. I've not done both. I think yeah. that distracted me. <laughs> Oh, well, at least you can do it yourself. Yeah. It would be worse, wouldn't it, if I'd gone to an appointment and just had the one eyebrow done? Yeah. be a bit strange. Oh, yeah. I pay, pay half instead of... I don't know, maybe I should ask them. I should have gone. I went to go get my nails done today. I should have gone to the eyebrow place and been like, <laughs> right, so I've done the one eyebrow. Can you just do the other one? And, like, how much would that cost me? <laughs> That's so funny. But, yeah, all of that costs money. What about show day, then? Top tip for show day. Oh. Have you made any mistakes this time that you think like, oh, Christ, right, everyone just remember to do this? My number one tip that I made a mistake on my first ever show is do not use Bikini Bite on your pant line. So I used Bikini line to tr- bikini Bite to try and stick my connector to my skin so that yeah. it would stay up higher. Don't do that. It takes the tan off. Um... My main tip for show day, though, would be to chill out, enjoy it. I tell you what, like, I haven't made, like, this time, oh, and to make sure that you know what's going on with timings, because always be thinking that the show is going to run ahead. If you always think that, and you're always kind of, like, prepared, like, whether it be, like, you start taking your pre-workout, your pre-pump-up meal, whatever, early, and start pumping up early, not too early, but, like once you're backstage you don't want to feel rushed and because my first show I did this season my biggest thing I took away from that was they didn't give us any time to pump up so I should have known when I saw them all running around like headless chickens asking for everybody's badge numbers I should have known I should have been pumping up then Mm. um but the show that I've just done the weekend just gone I was just super relaxed. There's no point stressing about anything because you've done all the hard work. Just make sure you're at the venue. 
and you can see what's going on and just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, there's no point putting pressure on placings and whatever on the day when in reality you've worked really, really hard, you've made a huge transformation, you versus you, whatever. You can't control who turns up on the day. So there's no point going in there like, I need to win this, I need to win, or I need to top place top five, whatever. Just go in, enjoy it, get your pictures. Oh, here's my top tip, right? Look at the freaking cameraman when you're doing your eye walk. Because yeah. I am I am so guilty for just flirting with the judges. And my eyes are looking down the whole time. <laughs> so there's one. When you go and do your eye walk, go one second looking at the judges, stay in that pose and look up at the camera, smile, then go to the next pose, look at the camera, yeah. smile, then your pics will be seen. Your eye walk's not judged anyway. So you don't really need to look at the judges. So yeah, next eye walk I do, I'm not looking at them. I'm yeah. looking at the camera. Look at the camera, get your pictures. I always explain to people, it's like, your comparison is when you're being judged. Your eye walks like your photo shoot at the end. Yeah. So just look at the camera and enjoy it. And yeah, like when you're saying like pumping up and stuff is. Because the other thing as well is some shows, if they're quiet, they might not have anyone in their class. So if you look at the thing, it might say like women's physique, for example, might be before bikini. So you're like, yeah. oh, I've got another class. And like that's going to run for like 10 minutes or something. There might not be anyone in women's physique. Yeah. There might not be anyone in like one of the figure classes, for example. And then what? Like you're, it's running ahead than what you think because those classes aren't on. So all of a sudden you're needed on stage. Yeah. And you haven't pumped up. And I think a lot of federations, they don't think you need as much time as you do to pump up. So if you yeah. think you're training, you're training for what, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Not that I think you should be pumping up for this long, but a lot of the time, the federations only really think you need like 10 minutes to pump up. I think you need longer than that. I think you need 20 minutes. Yeah, I'd say about 20 minutes. For me personally, I know like five minutes pumping up is not really doing much other than probably giving a little bit of inflammation to my body because I'm like <gasps> stressed doing lateral raises. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's it's also about like how you pump up. Yeah. Like, I like to do some like raises, then I like do a little bit of posing, and then I like to go back to that, then I do a bit of posing. That's how I like to pump up. Oh, here's another tip: yeah. take lots of photos. Yeah. All day, all day, even if you don't feel like it. Yeah, take pictures, because they're the ones that you look back and be like, "Oh, this is my show day," and like talk to people as well. Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to be like I know people get nervous and they might be competitive and maybe they don't want to speak to people. I mean, I haven't really. For me, I'm talking to everybody backstage. I want to just have a good time. And I think you make so many amazing friendships in this industry. So just don't go into, like, don't go into yourself. Like, just chill, talk to people, and you'll be fine. Just chill. Okay. Make thing, just be relaxed, as relaxed you as you can. Best people do in this sport. Yeah, you do. Um, My last question for you, which everyone gets, is... If you want, and I can never even remember how to bloody say it. <laughs> One thing that anyone listening can take away from today's podcast, what would that be? Um, God, I feel like we've covered so many random things. <laughs> it's a very random podcast. This is why I shouldn't use my notes. Um, I think the biggest thing people can take away is maybe don't put pressure on yourself. Yeah. Like literally do a prep, 
and enjoy it because it is your prep, nobody else's. Yeah, I think that's wicked because I said this this morning, everyone can get beaten. Yeah. So don't put the pressure on yourself to win because, I mean, look at the Olympia this year. Maureen won. A few weeks later, the Arnolds, she didn't win then, did she? She was beaten. Things change quickly. Um, but yeah, it's wicked to have you on Mel. And if people want to find you, what's your Instagram? And if you're down with the kids, what's your TikTok? <laughs> My Instagram, I am on TikTok. You, My you've, Instagram. Got to, you've got to share the Dowit hacks, haven't you? Yeah. Honestly, I've got a random TikTok on there that's like a diet hack I made that isn't even that good. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's the frozen cookie one. It's okay, but it's not my best one. And it's got like 700 k views. It's weird. I've got TikTok, but I can't figure it out. I mean, I just post stuff on there randomly, so I don't really know. Something's bad. Understand it. I've put like some really shit videos on there. Like yeah. my most viewed video is me and one of my clients and it's just like these random snippets of me teaching us some posing. Yeah. Got my most, got the most views. I put up like a really good one that like from the weekend that Josh did. Oh, it's, no one wants to view it. I feel like the ones that you put the effort into get no views. The ones that you wing it, they're the ones that do well. Yeah, but but and you're like, what? I'm just going to now post videos of me sat on my sofa. I just go, uh, I'm a bikini girl. Yeah, see what happens. That's going to be it. <laughs> see how it does. But both on TikTok and Instagram are Mel Wilk fit. Awesome. Both the same. Easy. Nice. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you've liked this podcast, please share on your stories. Tag me and Mel in it. And rate us on Spotify. Five stars would be great. If you don't rate us five stars, well, I'll just stop listening, really. Um, <laughs> And yeah, share it with your friends. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you.